Hey, Momo, how many drivers do we have in today's race? Eh, uh, 23, sir. What? We need 24 drivers! You know what to do. Ah, uh, you know. Uh, send in the field filler. Welcome to the NASCAR Field Filler Podcast. Get all your news, results, and updates on NASCAR every week on this channel. You've tried the best, now here's the rest. Let's fill the last row with our hosts, Vanilla Wafers. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the bottom of the playlist as well as the back of the field. This is Vanilla Wafers, and thank you for tuning in to the Field Filler Podcast. Happy July 20th, which is National Lollipop Day and National Moon Day, so make sure to have a lollipop while you're either watching the moon or you're showing your ass to somebody. It's, it's one of those two. I, I'm, I think it's more of the moon itself, but, you know, I just like the idea of showing my butt cheeks to someone. But we just had Texas Motor Speedway get finished in the books. It is done. And guess what? We had another upset winner. Yes, we're going to get into all of that. We're also going to go over our picks for Texas to see how they did. Some of them did really good and others really let us down. Almost like a kid who says they want to be a streamer for the rest of their lives. Hmm. Well, I'm probably going to get some angry responses for that, but let's get into it. Let's first get started with Texas Motor Speedway and its final result. Alrighty, so we had a 500-mile race here at Texas. There was a total of 29 lead changes amongst 12 different drivers, 10 cautions for 45 laps, and the person that was able to be on top at the end of the race leading 22 laps, a 1 in 100 chance of winning this race, the number 3 of Austin Dillon collects his third win of his career, the first of 2020, he is locked in to the 2020 playoffs, congratulations to him. Finishing second was his teammate, the rookie, the number 8 of Tyler Reddick, this is the first time Richard Childers has finished first and second in over 9 years, it was the last time they did it was in Talladega, I think in 2011 with Clint Boyer and Jeff Burton. It's been a long time, so congratulations to Richard Childress on that one. Finishing third was the number 22 of Joey Logano. Finishing fourth, we have the number 18 of Kyle Busch, who got into an accident, by the way, still managed to finish fourth. Finishing fifth was the number four of Kevin Harvick. Finishing sixth, we have the number 20 of Eric Jones. Finishing seventh, the winner of stage one and stage two, the number 12 of Ryan Blaney. Finishing eighth, we have the number one of Kurt Busch. Finishing ninth is the number two of Brad Keselowski. And finishing 10 is the number 10 of Eric Amarola. 11th, we have the number 14 of Clint Boyer. 12th place was number 9 of Chase Elliott. 13th, we have the number 6 of Ryan Newman. 14th is the number 43 of Bubba Wallace. 15th is the number 34 of Michael McDowell. 16th is the number 32 of Corey LaJoy. 17th, the number 7, or excuse me, 21 of Matt Benedetto. Finishing 18th, we have the number 42 of Matt Kenseth. 19th is the number 17 of Chris Buescher. And rounding up the top 20 is the number 11 of Denny Hamlin. Some noticeable drivers who finished 21st or worse was Ryan Priest, Cole Custer, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. all getting into an accident in lap 217. They finished 40th, 39th, and 38th. William Byron also got into an accident. He finished 5th in Stage 1, but got into an accident with, I do believe it was, the number 13 machine. Yes, it was. Uh, he finishes 37th. And another noticeable driver was the other Henrik cars. Alex Bowman finishes 30th. 26th is Jimmy Johnson with some troubles. He finishes eight laps down. And finishing 21st and 22nd was the other two rookies of Christopher Bell and John Hunter Nemechek. And that is your final results of the Texas Motor Speedway race, which was the O'Reilly Auto Parts 500. Now let's get into this race. Let's look more into it. 
The first half of the race, I'm not going to lie, seemed like a really, really boring race. Not too exciting. And then somehow in the second half, especially the final stage, it got interesting. I mean, that's probably the most cautions we have seen in a mile and a half track. The one downer that I noticed was Austin Dillon and Tyler Reddick finishing one and two. And that's not because I'm a William Byron fan. I want William Byron and Jimmy Johnson to be locked into the chase. It has nothing to do with that. It's the simple fact that they were running near like 14th through 20th right around there. And then they got clean air at the end and they couldn't pass him. I think Joey Logano and Kyle Busch had four tires and they still couldn't get past him. That's the only downer um, that I see in this race if I had to pick something because I just wish it was more of just um, cars were either rockets or they fall apart instead of just you got open air, you're going to be the fastest car on the track regardless. That's the only downer I have with this race. But other, overall, it was a good race. Um, it's really starting to shape up how the playoffs are going to look. It's going to be between Tyler Reddick, um, Clint Boyer, William Byron, Jimmy Johnson, maybe even Bubba Wallace can get in there, and Chris Buescher. We got some good drivers right there in that mix that could make it in and could also fall out. Eric Jones is another driver. I forgot about him. But Austin Dillon punches his ticket in. Overall, I'd say the Texas race for a mile and a half was really, really good. Is it one of the top five races? I don't think so. I think it could make the top ten. Definitely anything beats Atlanta, by the way. Uh, probably beats the Coca-Cola 600. Beats both races at Pocono, maybe even the Las Vegas race and the Kentucky race. I'd say it was overall a good race. Am I hoping that the 2022 Gen 7 car is a lot uh, more entertaining? Absolutely. But for what we have right now, I'd say this was a pretty good race. So that's all I got to cover with as far as the Texas Motor Speedway race goes. Now let's look at our picks from last Friday and see which drivers helped us out the most and which drivers let us down. It is time to review our picks. All right, so I decided to be a little more risky and not be such a fuzzy this week because I only decided to pick only 15 drivers instead of 20 drivers. I figured it would be more fair for you guys to make your decisions on 15 rather than 20 because that's a little bit stretching it out. And so far, it looked like a lot of our picks did all right. Some of us really did let us down. Let's just get into it. Let's first start off with the safe picks. Uh, Kevin Harvick, uh, I'd say he did about as good as we thought he would. I said on average he would score in the high 40s, maybe low 50s. He got his 46 points. I'd say that would be a good pick to use Kevin Harvick this week. Hopefully you guys did. Uh, Joey Logano was another good one with 43 points. Uh, above The one who did the best was Ryan Blaney. I mean, he just dominated this race. And I wish I would have picked him. I went with Kevin Harvick and Eric Amarola instead of him and Joey Logano. And they d got 93 points compared to Eric Amarola and Kevin Harvick, who had a combined score of 76. Eric Amarola was the biggest letdown in the safe pick roster. He only got 30 points. Never really got any stage points. Only three stage points uh, in total. So i say he was the biggest letdown. But overall, 30 or more points. Mostly for safe pick guys, you want 40 or more. But, I mean, overall, this is probably the best that the safe picks have done throughout this whole time I've done this segment. Now, for the top 10 guys, uh, Kurt Busch did exactly what we thought he would do. Um, uh, like I said, he, he scored 32, 28, 42, 47, 38, 32 points. So we were hoping in the high 30s, and he got us actually more than that. He got us 41 points. So great job for Kurt Busch. He did need those points. He's slowly securing his spot in the playoffs. 
Chase Elliott was a bit of a letdown. He um, got some stage points early in the race, but again, with a pit call strategy, kind of let him down, only getting 29 points. Clint Boyer wasn't really much of a factor. Um, I'd say he did a little worse than usual. He only got 26 points for us. I thought he was going to get us a probably 30 or 32 points, so a bit of a letdown there. The one who did really, really good, second to Kurt Busch, was Eric Jones in the number 20 machine. Eric Jones was running in the top 10 most of the time. Um, he, he got a top 10. I believe he got six. Um, I already forgot the results. Yes, he finished six um, in this race. Um, 33 points. I'd say that's really good for Eric Jones. He needed something like that. He really did if he wanted to be a factor to make the playoffs. And then lastly was Martin Trex Jr. Entirely not his fault. He was looking to get a top 10, maybe even a top five in this race. Just got into an accident where they got three wide. So that was his Achilles heel. And unfortunately, he only gets 14 points. So he was the biggest letdown out of these guys now let's look at the dark horses the dark horses were mostly misses then they were hits but there was one guy who really really shined and that was the number three of austin dillon got the victory um i went for him i was super pumped about that i did not think he was going to get me the victory there but i mean good pitch strategy get himself 40 points uh he had no stage points at all so exactly 40 points i think anyone's happy if they went with austin dillon this week Matt Benedetto was probably the biggest letdown out of these dark horses. I know he did the second best, but I could have swore he was going to do as good as Joey Logano or Ryan Blaney, and he simply just didn't. Only 20 points, uh, kind of struggled there near the end. He did get into make some contact with, uh, I do believe it was Quinn Hoff, with a horrible, horrible rookie mistake. That's really going to look bad on his part. But 20 points for Matt Benedetto, not the best from him, so feel a little bad for wasting a pick on him this week. Uh, William Byron just had no luck as well. He kind of was in the same boat as Matt DiBandetto, but unfortunately, he finished out of the race with seven points. Jimmy Johnson smacked the wall, and unfortunately, he went eight laps down. He still got 15 points. The fact uh, that he finished 26, eight laps down, or excuse me, 12 laps down, I mean, bravo, Jimmy Johnson, for coming back from that. Not good, but, I mean, it could have been way worse. Uh, Christopher Bell was another guy. I, I don't know what happened to him. He also made contact with Quinn Hoff, but even before that, he was struggling. He was at least uh, a lap and down, maybe two. I thought he was going to be the best out of the rookies. Just really did not show it this week. So 16 points for him. A little bit of a bummer. And those are your dark horses. Really the only one that really shined was Austin Dillon. If you put 5 bucks on him or say 20 bucks, you would have either won 500 to $2,000. I mean, what what odds right there for Austin Dillon to get that victory. Probably should start keeping an eye on people for, uh, for the odds, especially at a place like Kansas because these guys are taking big strategies now. And Austin Dillon showed that he was willing to take a big strategy. Maybe keep an eye on one of those guys, say maybe even Eric Jones. He might be a factor in these coming races to get a victory. Who knows? But let's look at the guys that were kind of hit or miss or gambles. I did not really include these guys on my list, but I did decide to um, just make a note of them. Uh, Denny Hamlin, he was either going to get a top three or better, or he was going to finish 25th or worse. And he finished in the middle. He finished 20th. I mean, I wouldn't have wanted to use Denny Hamlin if he only would have got me 25 points. If that doesn't happen, he more than likely would have got you about 43 points, maybe even up to 47 points could have been a possibility. But unfortunately, got into some problems, and he, just, he was just way too risky for me. And this was kind of was a perfect example. I mean, running really good and then fell off. And then Brad Keselowski wasn't really much of a factor. Got really lucky there at the end with Pitt Road. Still only got 28 points. I, Man, what a bummer for Brad Keselowski. He's definitely the third guy on the team right now when it comes to Roger Penske. I mean, he's still doing good. I mean, 28 points. I think anybody would be happy with that. 
But And he's also gotten two victories compared to Ryan Blaney, who's only gotten one. But this summer, he's been struggling a little bit, and it showed right here. So a bit of a bummer for Brad. Um, hopefully, you guys didn't pick him because you could have used him for a lot better races. Uh, 42 team of Matt Kenseth um, got into that accident, finished 18th, only 19 points. I mean, when you get into an accident, I mean, being able to scalvage uh, 20 or so points is not too bad. And then Ryan Newman did exactly what the stats uh, said. On average, 25 points, he got 24 points. So maybe if you uh, wanted to replace Matt Benedetto with Ryan Newman, that would have been a good pick. But overall, um, it was pretty average. That would be a good six guy to use maybe in the future. We'll check on some other races. But he's usually pretty consistent wherever he finishes, according to the stats. And then for the other rookies, not counting Christopher Bell, John Hunter Nemechek got 15 points. Tyler Reddick was the biggest guy to take a gamble on because he paid off dearly with 42 points. And Cole Custer was the biggest letdown with a whole whopping one point. So those are the guys who are hit or miss uh, slash gambles. Uh, they don't count on our picks list, so the guys that will be included for the bums list will be Tyler Reddick, Brad Keselowski, Ryan Newman, Bubba Wallace, Michael McDowell, and Corey LaJoy. And with that, let's get into who was the best observer this week. Alright, so we already know what my picks were. I announced them on Friday. I had Kevin Harvick, Eric Amarola, Kurt Busch, Clint Boyer, Austin Dillon, and Matt Benedetto. The other two observers I didn't include on Friday's list because they just straight up just didn't send it to me yet. And for Doofus Rufus, uh, he's still banned. And he's going to stay banned. So don't be asking for him. Maybe one day he'll come back. No, no, you know what? No, he's never going to come back. So the bums list is a total amount of 139 points. If you get above this, good job. If you don't, you're a bum. Oh. So if anyone got below 139 points, on their fantasy life, I'm sorry, bone, bone territory. territory, you should have listened to me. So finishing third, let's see who finished with the bronze medal with a score of 152 points. We have Mechanical Manny. Unfortunately, Mechanical Manny just didn't have it this week. He picked Joey Logano, Martin Trex Jr., Alex Bowman, Jimmy Johnson, Ryan Blaney, and Eric Amarola. He picked three really good guys, but the other three got into accidents here or there, and that was his downfall. Fortunately, he didn't use Alex Bowman, but he had to use Jimmy Johnson and Martin Trex, who gave him a combined score of 29 points. Sorry, Mechanical Manny, you did break your streak of silver medals, but you went in the wrong direction. So, you're going to have to take your third place and get on out of here. So, the question is, who won between me and Crazy Corrado. Did Crazy Corrado finally get that gold medal or did I become so good and got yet another gold medal because I'm so talented in pit? Okay, I'm just sounding like a complete tool. Let's just get into it. The winner with a score of 183 points beating second place by 12 points is Vanilla Wafers. I got another victory yet again. Woohoo! 183 points. Big win. It was mostly due to Austin Dillon. I thought he was only going to give me a solid 30 points. I thought that would be good from him. But he scored way more than that. And I also had Kevin Harvick and Kurt Busch give me 40 or more points. And then the least amount of points was Clint Boyer with 26. So I'm really happy about that. Crazy Corrado, he did actually really good on his picks too. He picked Jimmy Johnson, which was his downfall. And Chase Elliott, Eric Jones, Eric Amarola, Kyle Busch, and Kevin Harvick 
honestly, if I had to pick one guy that let him down, it was probably Chase Elliott. That was really the difference. Uh, his, his fifth guy with my fifth guy was 11 points, and that's really what separated us. So, good job, Crazy Corrado. Hopefully, I have you on the show again. Um, we need you back on the show so you can get at least that first place. But for now, I am going to celebrate with my victory. Mm -mm -mm. It's so tough. It's so tough being this Oh, I'm going to sound like Doofus Rufus if I keep doing that. Okay, let's stop it right there. Let's just move on. I'm going to take my victory with pride. And hopefully, I can keep this streak going once again as we go to Kansas Speedway. And that will conclude the last segment of today's episode, guys. It's starting to shape up. It's starting to get closer and closer to the playoffs. And we're starting to see who's going to make it in and who's slowly starting to fall back. And I think it really just falls down to just a couple of drivers as far as points go. But as the last two weeks have shown that anything can happen and there could be a wild card that can go right in. Let's not forget about Daytona, which is the very last race of the season. And we also got a track that we haven't seen before in the NASCAR Cup Series, the Daytona infield. So there's a lot to be excited about as the playoffs get closer. And don't forget to tune in on Friday as we will go over our picks for Kansas Speedway and see who are the best drivers and who are the drivers to stay away from. So far, so good on our picks. I think the only one we did really bad on was maybe Indianapolis. So let's just hope it starts staying in the right direction. I think I'm slowly starting to get better and better at this. With time comes experience. And with experience, for the most part, not all the time, comes good picks. That is a quote for me. It's not a good quote, but I'm staying with it. But above all... Thank you guys so much for listening to the best and trying out all the rest. I have been able to fill up the last few remaining minutes of your time, so I'm going to take the car, pull it right on into pit road, collect my last place winnings, and I am out. So you all take care. This has been the Field Filler Podcast. <laughs>